So, welcome to this other appointment of uh, 50 minutes of experience. Today I'm with JD Beladron de Guevara, such a name, what the fuck. <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to this podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited. So, uh, let's take this ball that you are super excited uh, and introduce you a bit. Uh, in this podcast, and then we can talk a bit about your picture and your experience. Of course. So, um, I've been doing photography for quite a while. I initially got very into it by doing street photography, which was my first approach and which I still love. Um, after which I started doing commercial photography and currently I'm doing staged photography. So a little bit more in a conceptual manner but uh, it's always been an evolution of one leading to the other. So I think it's been a very natural path towards what I've been working to right now. So, uh, as you know, I know that uh, uh, you're working on a project uh, is about uh, some particular stories about women. And mm -hmm. I would love to know if you can explain a bit better what it's about and uh, how it's going. Yes, of course. So um, <clears throat> this last project that I've been working on is about me coming from Mexico. We have a lot of femicides going on there, especially in Mexico City, which is where I lived. So basically, per day, 11 women die because of femicide. So women that have nothing to do with drugs, cartels or anything. So with this project, what I wanted to do and uh, was sort of to create a photographic revenge because for us, a world in which being a woman and walking safely at night is only something that we can never imagine, like in a movie, it's something surreal because we're used to living in danger. So I wanted to create an alternate world in which women could be and live safely during night and being alone. And in a way, I wanted to make it a photographic revenge because all of the stories that I've, I chose to portray in these pictures are stories that happened in the real world, victims of femicide. And with these uh, pictures, I wanted to give them a second chance to have like, what would have happened if they had been able to live in a world where they hadn't been in danger. And I was very inspired in a way by Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because of course it's a cinematographic revenge of something that could have gone very differently. So yeah, that's kind of the idea behind this whole series. So how is going the project right now and uh, how is the involvement of uh, of the women uh, are working with you? Mm, so currently the, pro the project is done for now. It only consists of five stories. So each story just has a pair of pictures, so two pictures, and then it's anchored with a text. And in that text, I tell the story the way I would have liked it to go, right? And other than that, um, I didn't work directly with the families or the um, people involved with the victims, because to me, that's a little bit too invasive. But 
what I did do was work with the models that I work with are all women that are aware or come from countries where this um, the situation is the same. So because I wanted the feeling that they were, because I wanted the models to fully understand how important or how weird or how uh, imaginary the safe world is, I really wanted them to know it firsthand as opposed to me just telling them because of course maybe for a woman a woman that grew up in, in Holland or even in Germany they might know what that fear is so I didn't want it to be a fake fear um, so most of a lot of my models actually uh, friends that come from Latin America where the situation is more or less the same yeah yeah I totally understand that I think it's it's uh, really good that uh something else to talk about uh, because uh yeah sometimes people are not aware of that uh exactly yeah in berlin i mean i was talking uh, just some days ago about that with a girl in a meetup and she yeah she she said yeah can i can i go i don't know in roma alone i said yeah i think alone in the night it's, uh, i said yeah probably it's better if you talk with some of my friend uh, uh, there are girls uh, that probably they can share more experience than mine, but I think uh, even uh, when I was alone in Rome, <laughs> in the yeah. night, to walk in some streets because yeah, it was uh, was uh, quite dangerous. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's the same, uh, even the same uh, in uh, in the South America, and uh, I don't know, probably that is also uh, in the uh, USA. Uh, but um, in general, yeah, um, wh what you do it in your work is also a lot to talk about yourself or to use yourself as an actor of some uh, uh, scene, you can say, no? And yep. uh, what you can tell me about that, how, so, how the, uh, that, that work with yourself? Yeah, so it's interesting that you notice that because um usually what i try to do with, what i like to do with my work is take other people's emotions and then transform them into mine as if it was my story to tell and then that's the way that i like to approach creating the image um but because this last year because we all know because of the pandemic and everything um it was very hard to access models to where to the point where i started um modeling myself and then i found myself keeping in some way an autobiographical link even though uh, even though the pictures might have messages that's completely unrelated to myself um so it's interesting because it, it kind of came naturally that um that as much as the topic in and of itself has nothing to do with me i somehow turned it into my own and of course, every time I, I think this this is this um, goes for every artist out there. Um, every work has a little piece of you. Absolutely, every every single piece of work that you do has a little piece of you. And in this case, it became a, a huge piece of me because not only like not only is there that attachment that you have to your work, but also I, I had to I had to I had to learn how to try to model and how to focus without any help and how to it was it was a lot of fun it was super fun yeah. <laughs> but and I would definitely recommend to anyone that's into photography or any type of art like if you have the time or chance to do it definitely try to be your own director photographer and model because you learn so much about 
even, even about the approach that you can have with people next time that you have you're shooting someone right because it's very different to be in front of the camera than to be behind the camera yeah, yeah so. totally. i mean i can i can say the same i i did the model not only of myself but also for some uh friends of mine in the past uh yeah even uh, naked uh, and uh yeah that was for me an experiment also to understand how to uh, to be in front of someone else when i shoot and uh, yeah as what uh, what i think always when especially when i organize organize uh, the meetup with the model mm. i always have this feeling that probably i have to doing a warm-up uh, where i have to let them understand the how is the feeling to stay uh, in front of the camera and not behind the camera yeah i think it's super important that as much as us as photographers we we're, we're, we like being behind the camera i think every single one of us should take any opportunity that we have to be in front of the camera because then you can notice the things that make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable right and then you can keep that in mind the next time you're working with someone so uh, i want to keep one of question i did uh, to some of people and i want to ask to you do you think uh, photography is a way a way to catch the beauty or is a way to catch the true oh that's a very interesting question i think i think without a doubt there's Without a doubt, there's a very inherent aesthetic part to it, but also, um, paradoxically, I think that it is a way to find the truth, but not to portray the truth that we live in. To me, it's more a medium that can somehow help you, first of all, find a question, and second of all, find an answer to that question, not through the physical truth and reality that we live in, but through the realities that you can create with that medium. So to somehow get closer to your own truth as opposed to a universal truth. Yeah, 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 I got the point. So uh, uh, for the, the last but not last, uh, I want to ask you, uh, there is something you think in experience of photography that, that uh, is missed uh, and uh, in a way uh, you will claim something that probably usually other people or in general in this world there is not there it's not there that i mean, I mean yeah it's contra it's a, a bit contoured uh, the question is uh, um, there is something uh, you would like to claim in photography world uh, that doesn't exist or exist but is just uh, a niece in and uh, and you know that it's a niece or it's something it's just some feeling or some experience you would like to do it uh, something uh, you you say yeah there is not that here it's really difficult to find this kind of realities mm, you you mean particularly here in berlin where we are for you for you i mean we are in oh berlin, uh, it's, uh, it's also you, yeah you know honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't dare or i wouldn't even begin to say that i am missing something in this photography world because there i i still have so much to learn so like every time i find something new i'm mesmerized i'm blown away but what other photographers are doing whether it be um whether it be commercial or photojournalism or staged so i personally have never found myself in a position where i think the current contemporary photography world is missing something because i myself don't feel that i can completely say i know everything however there is there's 
just one thing that I've always thought and that, that I always have very uh, ingrained in my my way of analyzing photography and it's that I I'm a super big fan of a balance between uh, form and content and I find mainly now in the contemporary like 2021 digital area that we're living I feel like a lot of times we focus way too much on one or way too much on the other and to me that's I think to me that's the hardest part and the, something that I would like to see more to find a, a balance in which it's not just about the aesthetics but it's also not just about creating a weird concept that doesn't really translate into what you're seeing um, and I wouldn't even dare say that it's something that's missing I would only say that's something that I pay a lot of attention to but other than that, I feel like we're living an amazing time for photography. Like, it, it's amazing. So, so what, do, what do you think is, is the best way, for example, to expose the project, uh, the last project you did? I mean, uh, um, there's, there is something uh, you think like, yeah, uh, I don't want to expose mm. in a museum or a gallery. I don't want to expose uh, my picture on the network. I want to do it. That. Yeah, I think I think for sure for sure the best way to go is trying to trying to send it to contests and festivals because I think that's the best, especially as a an upcoming artist, if you could call it that way. Or I mean, I wouldn't even consider myself that. Just as someone that's working without anyone knowing who you are, I think the best thing you can do is just send it to as many contests or festivals or every little thing that you find and then even if you don't get the exposure that you're looking for at least you're putting yourself out there and somehow your work will slowly start um, getting not recognized but looked at I think that's the or personally I think but also I think the important thing is that you know how to talk about your work and you know like not it's not just about the picture in and of itself it's also a lot about knowing how to sell yourself like having a proper artist statement and knowing who to write to what to write i think those are the most important things to get exposed yeah yeah also also i mean um uh, uh, i'm uh, on on the side that i think like for sure open call um festival are a good way to uh not a lot exposed i think because today's there is too many too many festivals mm. Uh, it's, it's really hard to get exposed, um, but I think it's more to create connection. Uh, right. uh, this for sure. But to get exposed, I think uh, today I think a lot about that, and I think a lot about okay, what how I can make the difference uh, to a visual artist to make exposure. In which way I have to present someone, and so then uh, uh, probably there is a transformation. Also, I think I mean. After the, um, the activation of the profile of Instagram, I started to think also, okay, um, I have to find a way. It's a way, it's, um, it's probably uh, not really, um, you know, external that everyone can get access to, mm -hmm. but it's much more personal to expose the artist because probably yeah. it's... It's also that that uh, probably we are also too much um, uh, reserved in a jail of a system that usually, in a way, for example, Instagram, yeah, for sure, is a, you can have a lot of exposure in it, but uh, 
you know, as me, as other people, you have to work a lot. Yeah, and for sure. Three years of working for 3,300 followers in, in the end for all the content created, all the work did, that's probably, I don't know, I would expect much more than... Uh, uh, yeah, the, for sure. What I have, uh, you know, I completely agree with you. First of all, it's super hard. But second of all, the thing that I appreciate a lot about social media and the way like that type of exposure that you're talking about right now, it's that it's unlike festivals and like very not high end, but like very specific um, events where you don't create community with people. You're just there to look at the art or, or to consume it on social media. It's super nice that it's also about creating community so getting to know each other and really fact is the only things that uh, that in the end uh, uh let me a bit sad about the the activation of the profile that's just i lost all the connection i created but uh, yeah the point that i think also fortunately uh half uh, or more than half of them i got the email but nice. uh, uh, in any way, it's, it's, it's difficult to get in touch then with 3,000 people. Yeah, and, for sure. And, um, but I, what I think is uh, uh, that probably uh, we don't have, uh, in a way, because in the, in the end, yeah, this is the point. Depends how much you want to connect with the people and which way you want to connect. And uh, uh, by Instagram, from Instagram, it's totally difficult to connect with people. I mean, uh, you have to create a series of action <laughs> that mm. Instagram can recognize as a bot or what else. But uh, yeah, if you don't do it, for example, a comment, if you don't follow that person, I mean, I'm not the one to think about, okay, I have to follow everyone I like because uh, probably I need uh, three, four uh, account to follow every person I like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the point is also that you have to spend the time with these people. So then if I follow someone, I have to go, to check once per month what he's doing or not. Yeah. This is yeah, uh, for sure. And I think it's super hard because now more than ever, um, everyone is, you know how every once in a while you'll get a direct message, a DM from a bot saying like, hey, if you want more followers or come and look at my pictures or so we're so used to that now that for someone to really connect with you you really have to feel the interest or like the i don't want to say love because that's like over the edge exaggerated but a genuine interest you know and of course if you think about i think about the people that i follow right and even like even when i felt like when the your previous profile was active i often think dude i'm gonna write them a message but they probably receive like so many messages a day plus the bots that they write to that i understand why it's so hard to actually connect with people yeah i mean in the end imagine i was answering to every person i never i mean i had for sure some messages was always the same for the um like uh, the invitation of uh, open call and blah blah, blah. but uh, then yeah if someone was asking me something else i was not using any messages uh pre-made no yeah dude honestly i have to tell you this is something that i spoke with a friend of ours that we have in common that i admire so much the fact that you pay so much attention to every single person that is somehow involved with you not only through instagram but also like 
through you the fact that you take the time to write to each one of us individually and ask how you're doing and like really make sure that everyone's feeling comfortable and safe and involved honestly i think that's admirable and i think you're doing it the right way man and i think if anything anyone that knows you we we should we could take example on the way you're doing it because i think that's the right way to do it and even though it might take a little bit longer than for instance someone that has a content media manager or a bot or whatever this these connections are genuine you know like the way we met through your project or the people that i've met through your project they're real people and real connections right it's not just a follow for follow kind of thing i mean it's not about the follow it's not about this it's it's more about uh, what you can create with the person you have in front of you and uh, and this is for me the way why I do it podcast and then I say, okay, let's do it also something else, this and that. Because I mean, even if I have a one million follower, okay, probably will be really helpful for the marketing part. But then uh, uh, between the marketing and the following, probably you have asked to create something that yeah. other people can do it. And and here there are a lot of questions come to my mind that. Uh, yeah, there are many pages, as you know, as everyone know, that they share just pictures. <laughs> they mm-hmm. take pictures from the profile they share, and they have a million followers. Yes, that's crazy. So it's okay. Uh, I spend time talking with these people. I publish them on the book. I spend uh, time of to doing the podcast, the interview wrote, and blah, 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 a lot of stuff, no? And in the end, uh, no one give a fuck. So I have just probably share the picture and don't give a fuck about others. Sometimes I, I say that to myself because it's, uh, uh, it's uh, you know, uh, what I do, it's uh, for sure what uh, I will love uh, that someone do it with me as a photographer, as a creator. For sure. For sure, for sure. I learned uh, that uh, if you want uh, uh, something good in your life, you have to be the first to doing something. Yeah. yeah, when you want things to be done properly, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> so thank you a lot for your time and uh, for uh, this small talk and this was Jedibe uh, that you can find the link in the description if you want to see the um, the project uh, and the, everything about there and uh, uh, if you want to keep a comment or talking about uh, the topic uh, Jedibe is uh, running on uh, you can use the last link in the description for a voice comment uh, otherwise that's it so uh, thank you a lot again thank you so much Emiliano Thank you for listening to this podcast and if you want to learn more about us you can visit the link allmylinks.com Berlin Explorer or our website bigsproject.com and if you want to follow us you can always get news from Instagram on our account bxproject. Thank you again and see you in the next episode.